I'll send him a new invite and we'll get it. We'll get him back in here. Oh yeah, he's coming back. He's coming back. He's coming back. Ow! Oh yeah. All right. Well, it's just me by myself. Um, Corey died. Um, unfortunately, it happened on air. Corey. Corey, 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 Corey. What else is going on? Um, my wife and I are watching the Righteous Gemstones right now with John Goodman. Ah, Corey's back. He's coming. Here he comes. Here he comes. He's coming back. It's Corey here. Here he goes. There he is. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Arcade Cozy. My name is Chris. My name is Corey. And you are listening to Me Eat, Corey. Yes. How's that feel? Um, kind of not great because I am very hungry, but yeah. also it's pizza Friday. So, um, we're making homemade pizza. Well, mm. I will not claim credit for this. This is not a we, this is my wife is making homemade pizza for us while I record. I Look am doing my that. passion project and she is being an incredible <clears throat> partner and, um, is making us pizza. Does um, she use your fancy bread for the crust? No, she does not. We have debated doing that though. That is, that should be something we should do. We normally do make homemade um, dough mm-hmm. um, the night before, but um, we did not last night, and so she went and just got it from Publix today. So oh, like so, peasants. Yeah. So it's kind of. I mean, it's you know, it's a make your own pizza, but it's not full homemade pizza. Yeah. But still, it's pizza Friday. Yeah. As um, sounds delicious. My. <clears throat> I guess sister-in-law is that the technical term for it? Her sister, um, her sister. Yeah, your sister-in-law. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Pizza Friday is a lifestyle, and mm. so um, this is a thing that they've done. She and her fiance and their friends have done like Pizza Friday for years now, and it exploded during the pandemic and throughout like essentially the year indoors. She and would go over to her parents. They would make all sorts of different pizzas like a, okay. you know house style buffalo chicken yep. then like a like sh- like a great white with like shrimp cooked onto it oh, yeah. it's like deep dish like anything and everything that they made okay and so it's pizza friday it's a lifestyle very nice i love it yeah um yeah uh cory this is uh episode 33 Yes. Um, since since we didn't leave it off with that, sorry everybody. I like I said, I am eating. Um, He's eating just just throwing, Japanese food. Yeah, just throwing down that food while we while we talk. But that's I mean that's the that's the vibe that we try to go for here. We try to be so cozy. I mean it's like it's like you're getting just takeout with your friends. Just I mean that's yes. the thing. I mean we take it literally here. Um, but yeah, Corey, how's your week been? It's been a good, good week. Um, yeah. Well, what have I done this week? Had a decent week of work, you know, only had to be in the office one full day. So I consider that a big win. Oh yeah. Um, I started up uh, a new game this week. Um, as I said last week, I am now on the quest to become the Elden Lord. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna see how long you're gonna go. <laughs> it's exciting. Yeah, yeah. It's um I'm I'm really excited to hear your thoughts about it because I am still I'm 50 hours in and no no end in sight just going (laughs) i am six (laughs) hours in yep so didn't play as much as i wanted to this week um while it was it was like a busy life week i guess yep yeah if that makes sense yeah that makes sense and um Uh, but yeah no i am digging that also we both played a little bit of the new kirby um yeah this week as well, so I'm sure we both have some thoughts on <clears throat> that. When I say this week, I mean I literally played the demo like an hour before yep. we started recording. Um, well, and, and I guess as a as a disclaimer, um, yeah, we're recording this episode on Friday, 
during the day of which many games come out. Ghostwire Tokyo and Kirby Tiny. and Tiny Tina's, Totino Pizza's, um, which all Grand Adventure. Pretty good reviews. Too. Yeah. And I want to I want to talk about that some because I have, even though I haven't, I mean, obviously we played, we both played a, the Kirby demo um, and we can kind of have some limited thoughts about that. Um, but I did try to like, immerse myself in some of the thoughts of some of the games that have been coming out just to kind of like see what the general consensus is. Mm -hmm. And there seems like there's kind of a commonality with a lot of them. That's kind of interesting. Um, So we'll talk about that a little bit. And uh, yeah, if you, if you want to hear some extra bits at the end, we left you hanging last week. So we're going to come in hot swinging those big bits, just coming right through your ear holes. Um, But Corey, (laughs) <laughs> um before we before we talk about Elden Ring, you're uh still playing Triangle Strategy. Yeah, still playing Triangle Strategy. I uh, didn't get to play too much this week, and so this is completely off the record if my job ever listens to this. Um, I don't do this, but I started out because uh, I'm able now to kind of work from home a little bit more. And I was playing Triangle Strategy and kind of burning through it pretty quickly um, right. as I was working, not working kind of a thing. Um but I recently switched over to also playing Football Manager, which is essentially a second job oh. if you understand the game. Goodness. Um, so I haven't been able to. Do you get pick, paid, Corey? Uh, my avatar in the game. For the second paid. job? Yes. And, oh. and within the game, he gets paid. Because he's. Oh. And so I am playing that, on. That's space money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm playing on easy mode in that game, aka I'm managing Manchester United, the club that I pull for, but is also one of the richest clubs in the world. And so my avatar in gets paid like 14 million a year. He's a baller. That's not bad at all. Look at him. It was you win the league, you win the Champions League, you know, money comes in. <laughs> um, but I still did play some triangle strategy this week. I, um, as I said last week, I'd made an awful decision. I had to face the consequences of that awful decision and go into an extremely difficult fight, which you did the opposite of. Um, yeah, yeah. And so, um, yeah, we, we kind of talked about that a little off air just to keep from some spoilies, but yeah, I mean, that continues to be, um, I, I've played a little bit more. I'm a few chapters further. Um, I think the game is supposed to be around like 20 chapters. I'm in the 13, 14, 22. Okay. I believe Um, might be 21, but okay. I think I'm in the 13 to 14 range and it's getting, I mean, it, it continues to kind of move along a track where, choices i mean the the choices do legitimately matter like mm-hmm. they do send you down different paths and you meet different people um and even more so i mean with this last uh, scales of conviction thing that i had it was a brand new wrinkle that kind of mm. happened with it um and yeah i mean it, it continues to kind of be interesting in that way the fights um continue to like ramp up and get harder and um my thoughts still i i feel like are largely the same i i wish there were a few more fights um i wish you know kind of get out of its own way but i'm i'm still enjoying mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. i'm very much um i'm very if nothing else i'm glad that it exists i'm glad that yes. i can play it more strategy games like it should be coming out and uh yeah i want to i'm going to play more Corey. Yes, I mean, I am too. I have every intention to keep like going along and finishing this game up. It's just something I'm like dipping in in my free time. Um, oh, yeah. Getting in probably like an hour or so a day, essentially basically knocking out just a, a chapter, like a part one or part two. So I'm in chapter nine now um, and working through that. It's still great. I'm still really digging it. And like you said, I do wish there was less exposition and just a little bit more combat. I think with that, I would be grinding it so much more if that makes sense like i would probably be done by now but the fact that i'm having to listen to the over the top explanations of those political lines and just like really bad voice acting as well that i'm just kind of like oh whatever well i do that when i can go buy another wonder kid from brazil 
for twenty million. Oh, no. <laughs> Who doesn't want to buy children from Brazil? Okay, no, right? this, no, no, he's he's a seventeen-year-old <laughs> prodigy striker. Okay, uh, his acceleration but still underage is what I is what I'm hearing. No, he'll get a work permit. Like he's good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Corey. Okay. Well, to to de- before we're investigated. Well, <laughs> you work for you, you. You you're fine. Um, <clears throat> let's talk about Elden Ring. Let's talk about um, Rise Tarnished. Yeah. So, Corey, you. Um, I. So I'm. 50 hours in been yeah, playing you are, you are pretty, pretty the, consistently deep in the mud. Yeah, I am. It keeps, I mean, like a, like some weird twisty corporeal onion. It keeps just unfurling itself over and over. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, more and more layers, just constant. Um, so every time I'm getting to a point where I'm like, I'm, I might be getting close to some sort of finality here. It's not, no, that's no. just, keeps going um which i'm honestly fine with um but Corey, you're fresh to it how are you uh, how are you feeling i i'm i'm feeling good i'm digging it i uh, made uh my character i kind of based him off my D &D character that i'm doing in my campaign right now his name is leo mayor um minus philip oh i love that (laughs) i debated being like do i go full fantasy here or do i go Kind of the Philip route, like do I name mm, Steve yeah. Yeah. or Frank? Yeah, mm, maybe a, to and, well. And to the to the credit, I mean, if you were to go with something relatively mundane, there is a whole last character in Elden Ring named Dung Eater. So true, you know, true. Feel, uh, feel justified. But yeah, no, I'm digging it. I did the tutorial that it off, the game offers you. I have now. I am not maidenless. Thank you very much. Um. I have the I have a map of the initial area. Suck oh, that. Wandering yeah. guards who carry torches. <laughs> Eat it. Um, yep. I have Torrent, my trusty horse bull. Um, yeah, he has kind of a horse bull, isn't he? Yep. I have killed some giants who stamp okay. on you rather quickly if you attempt to stab them. Um, yeah, yeah, they'll they'll come at you horde. And I, uh, yeah, no, I am digging it. Um, I've leveled up a couple of times. I'm going kind of a sword and sorcery build, doing like, um, focusing on some dexterity and keeping like my magic up. And yeah, it's really good. I, I mean, I get the hype around it. Um, I don't have too many complaints outside of I wish you had a quest log. Um, I know like that kind of defeats the purpose of the idea of the game that it's meant to be yep. like, open exploration. Like uh, you're supposed to like if like NPC mentions something and like you wander across it, it's more to like stumble your memory. Like, oh, wait, I remember someone like bringing this up kind of a thing. And yep. Well, I get it. I would, I would kind of, I don't even need like a horizon breakdown of like, here's like, here's what the quest is. Just being yeah. like, Hey, um, here's this dude. He wants you to reclaim his fortress. That's it. Give me like, that's all. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, know. and <clears throat> yeah. And I am, I don't know. I've always been split on that with, from software games. Cause I mean, like you said, there, there's so much neat stuff happening at any given moment that you want to like, you don't want to miss it. Yeah. You don't want to like not see what happens down the road here. But at the same time, it is one of those things where stuff like Telden rings credit. I feel like it does a little, like it does kind of do that a little bit more than any other dark souls game. Um, most notably, for one, it has a map. Uh, for two, um, up until now, which granted, like up until the the last week or so, um, the because now on the map, merchants and things like those kind of points of interest are shown. Okay, so if you like highlight over a site of grace to fast travel to, it will also show you like, oh, there's a merchant. Like here's this merchant. That way okay. you can like quickly identify. Um, whereas like before that, I was just having to manually mark like, okay, I'm going to put a jewel icon here 
and there's, um, uh, that'll just I'll just know there's a guy there. Right, right. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and there's also a guy. Um, maybe you haven't gotten like you. I, I'm sure you haven't met him yet. But like the roundtable hold, that's kind of like your core yeah. hub. Um, there's a guy there that does kind of like a. He does a little bit of a breakdown, like what should I do next? And he'll kind of give you a little bit of hints okay. and stuff as to where you should go. Um, so there is a little bit more of that than there has been in okay. the past. Um, but yeah, I mean, I do think while I get the frustration I of not being able to like see everything, I think that like for me, that is kind of one of the beautiful things about it is just the the wandering and getting lost and then stumbling upon this and you then you go over here and then you come back and you're like oh yeah I'm going to go see that NPC and now they're dead and then you're like what what happened <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> what in the world <laughs> I mean um, no like like I understand the concept of it and I yep. understand like that is meant to be that way and I don't have a problem with it I just was like kind of sitting there like y- you know if this is going to be a common occurrence I would love to to just be able to like quickly pull it up i have seen some people been like oh i kept a notebook and wrote things down like, yeah. i don't want to keep a notebook and write things down that, that i mean i get it but also yeah i don't know uh, the, the, to be fair i normally love to have nitpicks and like yeah. little things no, oh that's, um, yeah. that's, I'm that's really about it that's all i have so far other than that like yeah. i'm digging it um i have not granted i did go into this knowing like hey you're gonna get your teeth kicked in like yep. th- this game is brutal. I haven't had too many moments yet of like this is ridiculously hard kind of a thing. I think mainly because I've heard so much that I'm like I'm going to be a little cautious, yeah, a little wary. I did. I've had two moments where it was just absolute like demolished. Yeah, and that was I went across this bridge at night, and he's not there during the day, but it's like this night, like a dark night with this giant halberd, and okay. homeboy just like yeeted me off torrent, and I'm just like, cool, got yeah. it, yeah. not not going back your way. Yep. And the other time was I went in like down these steps through a door, and it was like mad pumpkin head just walked up before I. Yep. Even knew what was happening and just one shot at me. I'm like, yep. cool. Not going back down there either. Nope. I'm good. I'm going to pass. Yes. Yeah. And it's, and that is, I mean, at the core of it, that is one of the beautiful things about the game. Cause even now, like I think about just recently being about 50 hours in, I was kind of at a point where I was like, I feel like I can't like the boss that I'm on. I'm having trouble with not even the boss, like just the area I was yeah. in. I was like, I'm having, having some trouble kind of progressing. I'm not, I'm actually not even really sure where I need to go, what I need to do. And I was like, okay, I, and I could just sit back and I was like, well, you know, I do know here's this boss over here that like 20 levels ago was just like stomping me into right. the ground. Like, let me run back over here, see if I can take him better this time. And then, oh yeah, I've been meaning to like, go check on this thing over here and go and you know, and it definitely even that late, like I, I've heard people say whenever you get to the end and you've basically like cleared out stuff at that point, it's just like, okay, you kind of got to just get good if you're having yeah. trouble because like there's not, there aren't any other places for you to grind. But for most of the game, I mean, at this point, my I'm level 102. Like Ooh, I'm, like I'm, <laughs> I'm, I, you know, I'm in the, I'm in the hundreds. I've gone through like a number of levels and, and yeah. all of that, but it's like, I really do not feel like I've run into a wall at any point. Even if like I've gone this direction and I'm getting beat and going this direction and getting beat and going this direction and getting beat. Like there always feels like there's some direction I can go and make progress. Um, and that is like, yeah, I mean there are, there are plenty of areas. Like it'll come up soon. Like there will be an area that will take you out. Yeah. <laughs> You'll have some trouble with. But I mean there that also doesn't have to be the option cuz you could just keep on going on your merry way and then not even hit the first dungeon until you're 40, 50, 80 hours in and then just be so overleveled you're just, you know, like True. you said, yeeting people off into the distance. Well, I, I am have just now entered into my first, well, technically second dungeon. I would say I did go into because okay. I, I found the NPC. I can't remember the 
the name for the life of me, but he's essentially next in line of the Limegrain region. Oh, and, yeah, but he yeah. wants me to take back his fortress. And I'm like, okay, well, yep. I'll head that way. And I found this tower. I believe it's the Hyatt, to- the Height Height Fortress, Hyatt, something like that. Yeah, yeah. And oh I no, found- no, 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 never mind, never mind. Yep, yeah. I, I know no who you're talking about. It. Was it was it the like robed dude up on the? Like, yeah, he was up on the thing, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, go take my fortress back for me. I'm like, okay, sir, I shall do that. Yeah, yeah. And um, I was going through the forest, and I found, like, this doorway entrance, and it took me to an elevator. I'm like, I'll get on this elevator. Cool. And it went down and down and further down. And even further down, I'm just like, yeah. Has my, did my game glitch? And then next thing you know, I'm looking at this purple sky in a city underneath the ground. I'm like, what? the actual like <laughs> Ashton is it what's happening by being punked right and I was very under leveled but I did work my way through a bit of it and then this is one thing I do appreciate about most Dark Souls games mm-hmm. you can't really do it in Demon Souls because Demon Souls is very narrow is the best way I could describe yeah. it yeah but you can just run past enemies like yeah hop on torrent yeah. And just ride on, and they kind of leave you alone. Not down there, though. Those ghosts, those ghosts are big mad. And I got shot with some sort of ghost arrow from a ridiculous distance and just one-shot it. I'm like, cool. giant, giant arrows. Yeah, I was just like, okay, that's not fair. I don't appreciate that. And But I didn't go back down there to reclaim my runes because I'm like, there's no way I get back that far. I got lucky to get back that far, kind of a thing. But all in all, like I was, that was my first dungeon. But now I'm in another one near yep. the starting area. I can't remember exactly what it's called, but I just, like I stayed at the side of Grace, and I'm about to start working down through there. And we decided to do that. I'm going to do that once we hop on oh, here. Yeah. But overall, yep. I'm enjoying it. I see the hype. I haven't gotten far enough. Like I haven't been to the round table yet. Um, I know that's kind of like a big mark and like um, it kind of opens up a lot of things to do. Um, Yeah, because that'll be where I mean, even now at my point there, because like the hold essentially like there are doors that are kind of blocked off. um, And then as you progress, some of the doors will open and will kind of like access other things. Um, Well, I imagine so like, like most souls games and the NPCs you come across are like, yeah, we'll go there and just, yeah. Um, it's, it's some of that. Some of it is like progression. I mean, some of it I imagine is, I mean, again, kind of like you may never see, like if you didn't find this item and give it to this NPC, then it wouldn't have triggered this thing where hmm. now they're in this other room that just opened or whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, even now, like the round tables expanding, like getting, Mm-hmm. bigger per se just because like there are more areas to go into but yeah i mean that's like your primary area for like buying cool stuff and yeah. upgrading cool yeah. stuff um so it's uh but yeah i'm glad i'm glad you're you're enjoying it um you gonna stick it out this time Corey? you gonna play all the way through this game maybe we'll see again i haven't hit i haven't fought um market yet or okay uh godric i believe is his name as yep. well i've yep. come across any of those which i know those are i mean they those are the barriers to entry from what you've said what my other friends who have played it and said and like basically what i've seen that i once you get past those you can basically tackle the rest of the game we will see yeah and so again i'm liking it so far i found it far more enjoyable early hours experience compared to let's say like bloodborne um or dark souls any of them or even sekiro i have i think it's a far easier like ease into the game if that makes sense yeah like you try to think like bloodborne's opening like section you take down a couple of like normal enemies then you come across the giant bonfire where it's just like so many enemies and in reality like you're meant to kind of run past them but it's very difficult to run past them too because right. of some of the range types. And it, I've, it, I have found that initially put me up Bloodborne for the first bit. And then eventually I came back, worked my way through, and got past that. But still, there isn't like a moment like that in Elden Ring where it's like 
okay, you have to get to the other side of this courtyard kind of yep. a thing. Yep. And there's all these enemies in the way so far. It's just been like, okay, well, if you want to go over there, you can kind of go around and they're not going to bother you too much. If you get close, like, yeah, they're going to pop a shot and come at you, but you can keep your distance and you're going to be fine with and again, I yeah, appreciate yeah. that about um, the Souls-like games, and especially Elden Ring and this freedom. It's just like, I'm going to go around, and no one's going to really do anything about it. And that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think that that's, that is the big plus for it in saying, like, it's a more approachable Dark Souls game. Because, like, I mean, at its core, there are probably, I mean, I've heard some people say that some of the bosses in there are some of the hardest ones. I mean, they always say that. like. This is these are some of the hardest bosses we've ever had in a Souls game. I don't know. I mean, I watched a video um, on Twitter of someone fighting uh, Radon, Radon, however you say his yeah, name. Radon. I saw, yeah. I saw the video and I'm like, ain't no way I ever, ever <laughs> finished that fight because yeah. I was like, that. Radon is a bamf. Um, <clears throat> he looked but it. yeah, it, but that is that's the thing is like, regardless, I feel like Souls games the biggest barrier is that first big boss, that first kind of big area because your tool set is so limited Mm -hmm. in what you can do. Like, I mean, yeah, there are people who come, come through and they're veterans and they can just steam over that stuff, like no hit style and you know, whatever. But for like normal people, you're just, you know, you're really getting your feet wet and you're going up against these bosses that like, if you had some of the tools, like not even just the numbers, like increased numbers or whatever, but if you just had a few more tools at your disposal to be able to actually like fight these guys in a way that feels better to you or, you know, whatever, then you probably wouldn't have as hard a time. And that, and, and I would agree, like, um, Margit, like that first, I probably had the most trouble out of any of the big legacy dungeons with that first dungeon. Just because it is like, it's, it, it's that barrier. And yeah. then after that, you're getting more skills and you're getting more tools and you're, you know, you're, you have more stuff available to you that you can utilize. Yep. And then it becomes a little less, like, even if the difficulty is still there, you feel like you have a lot more options. You can pivot and you can, you know, do a bunch yep. of other stuff. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I hope that you, uh, stick it out and that you're able to kind of find the right avenue, what works for you and um, try out some different stuff and try like, see what happens. And yeah. I, cause I want to, I want to hear your, your experiences and I want to, I want to share mine, Corey. It's yeah. just, <laughs> it's so lonely being in the, well, being you, on top, being the, you can summon me. I don't know how much help that would be. True. Yeah. But, um, I could summon you and you can be a lot of help. Yeah. I don't actually don't, I'm not, very familiar in general with some of the souls like summoning outside of like summoning NPCs. Like, yeah. I don't know if you scale. I don't, I don't know. If I don't works. think so. I <clears throat> doubt it. Okay. Um, yeah, Not I, this. I can see you it. scaling in like, um, dark souls or bloodborne. I can see the scaling yep. being there, but in Elden ring, I feel like it's such a wide open game that they're like, no, we're not going to do scaling. We're going to just, but yeah. who knows? You might it's scale possible. down. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that would be more likely. I think is you would probably scale down to the hosts, yeah, level. Um, but yeah, we'll have to check it out. I'm um, I want to hear more. I want to hear your updates. Um, hopefully, I mean, um, you know, God willing, we'll have a some sort of spoiler discussion because I have some thoughts about some of the later stuff. Like I'm really enjoying some of the like. I guess not really revelations, but just kind of like the way that things are structured as you're going along. I think mm-hmm. there's some really neat stuff and, um, you know, it'd be nice to kind of talk about some of it. And if you don't finish it, Corey, then we can we'll still know, do, can one do it by myself. I don't I'll just know. record it by myself. I'll be here for then. it. I'll listen. Okay. I'm, I'm, we got to finish. Well, you got to finish. That, that you're is, not allowed. I you don't finish. That is, that is gatekeeping. <laughs> you are a gatekeeper. <laughs> Oh, Corey. Um, so let's see what uh, what else we got. We Kirby. Um, you wanna, Kirby. We you want to um, hit the the pink. I would never mind. I can say hit hit that hit that pink squish, Corey. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
Um, <laughs> the um, yeah, we so Kirby and the Forgotten Land came out today. Um, yeah, I. It, what what are your what are your thoughts on Corey? You played you played some of the demo. I played the yeah, demo. The, yep. Um, um, I did the first two levels of the demo. Um, it's good. It's charming. Um, yeah. I, found, I thought it was fun. Um, the new like car cone, all of those features, I think are yep. um well used so far. Um, it's extremely easy. Like. Yeah, that's me playing on like the difficult mode of like Wild Beast or something like that. Yeah, instead yep. of easy breezy springtime mode, something. Yep. yep. Um, but I like it. It's good. It was fun. It was um, like you like we like to say, cozy. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's I I very much enjoyed it. I mean, it's a it's kind of Kirby's always been this way. I think I. I have played so few Kirby games, I think, in retrospect. Like, I played Kirby and the Crystal Shards on the Nintendo 64. I played, I think, like, Nightmare and Dreamland, which was, like, a GBA game. Mm-hmm. Um, I played one of the 3DS games. Like, But I haven't played, like, a ton. I never played, like, the Canvas Curse or, you know, Epic Yarn or um, Planet Robo or, you know, some of just <clears throat> Kirby's whole like kind of catalog, right. even yeah. his older stuff. But I mean, that's always kind of been Kirby's thing is fun abilities really just kind of like cute. And this, I mean, this fluffy, cute creature sucking things up and just like going to town with I have fire. Now I have ice. Now I'm a car. Now I'm a vending machine. Now I'm, you know, the vending machine um, is OP. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, I, I very much kind of swing back and forth with stuff like this. Cause like right now I'm playing through Elden Ring Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. Elden Ring is very much like this, you know, guys game. It's very like, it's, it doesn't like show it, your it's an everybody it's a, game it, it's an everybody game but i mean by that i mean it's like your it's your stereotypical like this is my like i'm showing off my gamer skills like oh, this is this cap, game it's a where capital, I'm showing like it's a capital g it's, gamer. it's a capital g gamer game yes um and kirby very much is not but i'm still like taken by kirby just yeah. i mean in the same way that i was with like Yoshi's Woolly World or the Crafted World because like those games they're not even by Mario standards like Mario can have some really easy stuff and can be really breezy and then has like cranks it up and has really difficult levels and Kirby's very much just kind of like keeps that easy mode going for most of the game and it's one of those things that I feel like I don't know whenever you've played games for a long time you kind of forget that like other people play games too. <laughs> kids, kids play yeah, games. Kids play games. They're, I think that's where we're at. <clears throat> and there's nothing wrong with that. Like Kirby does not have to be this hard ass platformer. Like no. Kirby can be just Kirby. It can be fun. You can float around. You can just have some fun, do some really simple puzzles and it be nice and charming and fun and bright and colorful. And like, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, having played the demo, I am excited to play more. I, yes. I mean, obviously, like playing Elden Ring, playing Triangle Strategy, I'm not going to get it immediately. But, um, I mean, I, I could be down to play some Kirby just fine. Yeah. I'd be just happy. Um, so, so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited to, to kind of dig into it and play it. Um, but, yeah, you've enjoyed it. You like yeah. it? Yeah, I like it. Uh, like I said, going out I, buying it tonight no. after we. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I I have played the demo and I've enjoyed it enough to like. This is a game I will pick up. Like I said, I found it very charming. It's very cute, um, and it's just kind of. I'm not going to say it's like a game I can just shut my brain off to play, but it's one of those yeah. things of where it like kind of invokes that nostalgia a little bit of yeah. like, yeah. oh, I can just rest back play like this really easy game and it kind of feels like I'm a kid again, you know, playing forbidden West or like Elden ring 
does not make me feel like a kid again. It's like, this is my hobby. This is something I really love doing. This is like a a way for me to unwind and relax. And like, I'm really digging like the art style of like this medium essentially. And Kirby is just so much of like, I feel like I'm playing almost like Jack and Daxter again, or like they're like, or a ratchet and clank, like very different like genre of game, but kind of just like in that mode of, it's a kid's game. And like you said, like, it's great that, you know, there are games that are still being made, like with the idea of like a kid's going to play this, like some seven year old kid's going to play this and he's going to love it. And like, this is like his jam. And yeah. it's nice to be able to also play that as myself because like, that's what I was like when I was a kid. And it kind of bring evokes that feeling. At least that's what I have. Again, I played this at like four 30 today and it's <laughs> check time, like seven fifteen kind of a thing. Yeah. And I got through the first two levels also in, I don't know, like 40 minutes and and it's really short. And it, again, and it just invoked as I was playing, like I'm having fun and I kind of feel like playing how I'm playing this game is like how I was when I was a kid. I'm just like sit back. Like it's a Friday afternoon. I don't have a care in the world at the moment and I'm just playing Kirby and yeah, I dig it. I'm going to, yeah. My goal is to get through, not get through Elden Ring, but play and, Elden Ring, essentially. Yep. And then yep. maybe we'll see like this time next week or something like that where I'm at with Triangle Strategy and kind of use maybe Kirby as like a, you know, Elden Ring's really just kicking my ass. Why don't I just go toss Kirby on for like an yeah. hour just to yeah. unwind, to relax? It's like a nice ice cold beer, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which I mean, I've historically kind of done with most souls games where I've always had kind of like a palate cleanser where it would be, I'm just really not feeling bashing my head into a wall right now. Like I'm going to play something a lot more chill yeah. Um, and just kind of bouncing between those things. So yeah, I mean, I've kind of been in the same place where I'm like, okay, Kirby very much could kind of fill a void where it's like, you know, something to really just, help me feel, feel some peace and joy, um, in the chaos. Um, <clears throat> but Corey, I'm going to segue in the best way that I'm able to okay. into a point that, into a point that, that I wanted segue. To, to, <laughs> to talk about. Um, but yeah, there, there have been a number of games that came out today along yep. with Kirby. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I mean, over the last week, um, couple of weeks, I mean, we had strangers of paradise, Final Fantasy Origins, Deluxe. Um, There's a game called know. Tunic that other podcasts have been listening to. Tunic. Hyping um, yeah. Tunic, Tunic doesn't apply to my point, Corey. My bad. Stop my assuming bad. you know what I'm talking about. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Jeez, my guy. The, the, um, uh, uh, the thing. I right, spit it out. Mention, <laughs> the thing that I wanted to mention, though, was like, I mean, Kirby, Kirby's very, whenever I started kind of looking up, um, kind of consensus about Kirby, it very much like struck me as this thing where it was very split. There were people who were very much like it lacks a lot of the substance. Things get old very quickly. It's too simple. It's too boring. And then people who were just like praising it for what it was like, this is, yeah, it's simple. It's Kirby. This is what Kirby is. And this is a very good Kirby. And like that has seemed to be most of the games that have been coming out recently. Like again, you and yeah. I haven't played a ton of what has just come out, There's but so much it's, it's right. But it's a funny thing when you look through it because Kirby, uh, I mean, triangle strategy to some extent. And then with, you have, uh, pfft, strangers of origin, strangers of paradise, strangers of paradise. origin, fun fantasy, um, Rune Factory 5 came out earlier this week. Mm-hmm. You have um, Ghostwire. To- Ghostwire Tokyo. Tiny you Tinas. You have Tiny Tinas. And pretty much across the board, every single one of them has been like, this game is good. Asterix. Like, it's, yeah. it's very much like, you know, I think we've, like, I think Elden Ring kind of hit, and, and I don't know if there's any, like, it could just be like the normal thing, but like Elden Ring, I think hit this chord with so many people where it was like, this is a universal game. Like for everybody, everybody's going to play this. Everybody's going to love it. And now you have all of these other games that are coming out that are like scoring very well. Like people are 
saying really good things about them, but are very split. And it's just a, like, it's been an interesting thing just because like, because I'm looking at a lot of these and I feel like I'm legitimately having to scan through and be like, okay, is this something I would want to pick up right now? Like, It's not just a blanket, like, oh, yeah, I know this game is going to be good. Um, Or not even be good, but that I'll want to play this game. Um, So, like, case in point, I mean, Kirby falling into that camp, but also, like, Ghostwire Tokyo. I became more and more kind of hyped for Ghostwire Tokyo over time whenever I started seeing, okay, it's not, like, it's not going to be super horror. It seems more interesting than I thought it was going to be. I think I could get into it. Right. And then all of a sudden thoughts were coming out and it seems like it's almost a completely different game. <laughs> it's basically like, I mean, there are people like talking about it almost kind of being like a, like a walking sim in yeah. some ways, like it being very like much less emphasis, like the fighting there is fighting, but it's very like toned back. It's much more about like the environments. And like, if you're really into Japanese culture and folklore, like there's a lot to soak in and digest here. And it was like, like I'm looking at it and I'm like, okay, like, because there, there are a bunch of elements of that that I'm would be really into. I'm like, okay, like I, I would love to like go through some of this Japanese folklore and I would like to, you know, go through like Mm -hmm. a pretty well realized version of Tokyo and like all this kind of stuff. But it like, it just seems like there's been this pretty consistent or pretty consistent thing with all of these games that have been coming out for like the last month where it's like they're, they, potentially that you could really like them or you could really not. Um, it's interesting. It doesn't like, I I feel like I was setting that up to make like this huge point that I had to make about it. But I think it's just, it's an interesting thought. Like, it's just an interesting thing that struck me or it's just like, God, like there's, there's no game that's coming out like in March. That is just a home run. It seems like on the level of like an Elden ring or something like that, where everybody's going to like it. I think most of them basically kind of fall into the camp of like, this could be a cult classic. This could be your next Alan Wake, like your game that's kind of funky in some spots, but could be very beloved. Um, Well, yeah, I I don't know. Let's look at it. Let's think about it too, because let's 2022 has been a great year for games so far. Yep. Yep. I would say looking at the top three are probably legends, Arceus, uh, Horizon Forbidden West probably both sit at like an eight and a half, nine out of ten mark. You know, yeah. Then you have Elden Ring, which is your ten out of ten. These are yeah. your three quote unquote heavy hitters so far. But everything else, like, it is tough to make a bad game right now unless you're Bioware. Yeah. Um, <laughs> One and even shots Ar- even Arceus, like it. I mean, even still, like, I mean, if you pull up the Metacritic, it's at a low eights. Like, right again, nothing bad, but it was very much a thing where you kind of love it or you don't as much because you were either really into this is a new style of Pokemon. This is a new way of capturing things that makes me feel like really invested in the world or look how bland this world is. Look, there's nothing out there. Look at the right. text. Like it looks like ass and, you know, whatever, like um, be, people being split across all of that. And it's it's just a very. I don't know. Like I, I'm, I'm making it out like this doesn't happen. That games don't come out, and some people like them, and some people Whoa. don't. Um, uh, yeah. But it's just been a, it's been a very like, I don't know. I mean, I, I had the assumption that like Triangle Strategy was going to be this like critical darling, just because of like the Final right, Fantasy, right. Pedig- Final Fantasy Tactics pedigree and stuff, and like it wasn't. I mean, according to Metacritic, also low eights. Um, Kirby, low to mid eights. Um, Rune Factory five, high sixes. Like, I mean, um, Strangers of Paradise. What, what, where, you, I think it's where even sevens. is it? Low sevens. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's this like, I mean, and look at this tunic is getting freaking It's getting nines, but then you look at Metacritic, it is one point above Kirby. Like, <clears throat> who knew? What's going on? I mean, here, I'll 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 tell you what's happening, Chris. I will (laughs) tell you what is happening. Give me a moment. Um, Tell me about it, Corey. Enlighten me. I'm confused. So 2020, COVID-19 happened. It's still happening. What are we talking about? What's Um, what's a COVID? 
well, <laughs> let's not open that can of worms. Um, I mean, we can, but so it's on our sister show in um, 2020. I would say COVID cozy. They're the two biggest hobbies, probably three outside of sourdough, I guess now um, that died rather quickly, except for me. Um, but yeah. people, a lot of people picked up playing video games in 2020. Yeah. And a lot, a lot of people are buying video games. They're buying old video games, but there's also a ton of money in video games, specifically all the like Sony, Microsoft, they're all buying up all these indie developers. There's so much money going into them that it's tough for games to be bad now because there's just so much money being dumped into like a tunic. Like the budgets now are far bigger than they ever were before. But also, these games have had like two years to cook in the oven. Two years to get good, quote unquote. I mean, yeah. I imagine Arceus feels a little rushed, but again, good game. But something yeah. like Tiny Tina's Wonderland, I bet that was scheduled to come out like mid-2021, if not early 2021. But now it had longer to stew, longer to get rid of some bugs, longer to like progress at gameplay, XYZ. And it it came out like seven months later and it's scoring an eight just because it had time. It wasn't rushed. It had the financial backing. It's borderland. So it's always going to like have that financial backing, but it comes out as an eight. And then you have like final fantasy strangers of paradise. Final fantasy is a massive, massive franchise. It's going to get the money as well. And it's just like these games almost can't fail. They're almost all going to be somewhat like, okay to good rarely are we yeah. gonna, i think we're gonna see bad games <clears throat> outside of like studios just like shitting the bed you know bioware we had cd project red with cyberpunk um yeah. there's battlefield that was also like horrendous i never played it but just awful t- reviews for yeah. it yeah there's something else as well i can't remember what it is off the top of my head but you, you have a lot of th- quote unquote these triple A games that kind of shit the bed. But so much of these like indie darlings or things that have like a strong like IP attached to them, they're gonna be home runs. They're gonna they're gonna be knocking out the park. Guarantee you like Switch Sports is gonna be great. Mario Striker is gonna be phenomenal. Um I'm blanking <laughs> games coming out, but you get the point. You yeah. Know? Um, well and I th- I think it's a I guess and that and that's the thing to highlight. Like I'm sitting here and I'm joking about like Metacritic scores being this whatever. Right. Like I I rarely ever look at Metacritic scores because I yeah. mean that that is the that's the crux of all of this right. is like numbers when when you look at it at anything. I mean a game a like a person. If you look at anything as measured by a number. It doesn't tell the whole picture. And with games, like, that is the thing is, I mean, if you look down this list of games and you look at uh, Rune Factory 5 and you look at Strangers of Paradise and you look at Mm -hmm. Kirby and you look at, I mean, they're all hitting in the, you know, high six to low eight range. Like, Mm -hmm. not bad by everybody's scale. That's good to great. But, like, all of these games could be somebody's favorite game of the year. It could, yes. like, it yeah. could have that thing. Like, I could go into, I could go into Strangers of Paradise or uh, Ghostwire Tokyo or, you know, any of these and, like, fall in love. Or yeah. I could hate it. Like, I don't know. And and I think that that is kind of the, like, that that's the subjective part about anything. I mean, you know, go back to last fall about our discussion about Nino Cooney. Cooney. <laughs> yeah. Nino yeah. Nino Cooney. I, I played through it once, I started another time, and then came back to it a few years later and platinumed it and loved every second of it. And yep. you could not be bothered, you heartless I was fool. lukewarm um, on it, let's be real, lukewarm. <laughs> it has issues, um, but it also has good moments. Sort of. Yeah, I mean, and, and I think that that's the core thing with, I mean, very, very few games are an Elden Ring or Breath of the Wild or any sort of like this game has universal appeal for everybody. Right. It's, it is very much like a, there's potential for everybody to maybe find something here they like. And for a lot of people to maybe find something they don't. And that's okay. Like, and I, I think that that's, I think it's just an interesting thing. Like seeing so many of those games, like 
have that kind of underline where it's just like, hey, here's a bunch of really interesting games. You might like them, you might not. You just need to like figure it out. I guess yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. I'm and it makes me a little bit more excited just to because like I don't know. I feel like when there are a bunch of really high profile games that are just hitting it, there's this, it basically is almost automatically added to my backlog. Like it is a game that's like, I have to play this. I'm going to play it at some point. Like it's just, it's there. Um, but I don't know when, whatever. And like with a lot of these games that are coming out, it's like, okay, like, I'm going to, I'm going to figure out like what I'm in the mood for. Like yep. I'm going to, I'm going to really kind of give it a shot and see, because like even tiny Tina, like I mentioned on here, I mean, I was a big Borderlands fan um, for a long time and really didn't have a ton of interest in tiny Tina's, but like I've seen some of the stuff that's been coming out about it. looks really good. Yeah. I might pick it up. I might be into it. Um, so the adventures yeah, of I mean, Corey and Chris and tiny Tina's wonderland I know. coming to a, I, I, a screen near you <laughs> yeah yeah we'll uh we'll stream it on f- our phones facebook live um yes sir yeah. yeah um but yeah Corey. i mean it's uh it's interesting i really want to because of all of that i also would love to have i want to dig in on one of these uh yeah. before we talk next week i want to have some thoughts on something on something um, okay yeah, I want to have some thoughts on uh, something. We can um, roll a die, pick one of the games, and we'll play it this week. In the- <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bad plan. Um, we do have other, yeah. other ideas in the uh, yeah. in the folders to whip out yeah. at any time, though. So yeah, yeah. We'll, Who knows? we'll whip. Yeah, we'll whip it. We'll whip it out, whip um, it. Corey. But in the uh, in the, I was going to say in the meantime, um, would you like to take a break and then talk about some bits? After yes. that, yes, um, let's do that. Yeah, we uh, feel like I've rambled enough about like my existential, just kind of like number. Wow, prices games are good. Games, yeah. <laughs> plot twist. <laughs> games um, are good. <laughs> I, I know. Um, but yeah, after this break, we will talk extra bits. Corey, if you've got anything, yep. I do. Um, we'll be right back. All righty, everybody. Um, Corey, what you got? Anything non-gaming yeah. related or gaming adjacent that we didn't get to that you would like to to discuss for the people? Um, let's see. I am watching a couple of shows as well um, while I'm working, not working, and playing Football Manager. Um, so I've been watching a Formula One's Drive to Survive, um, which for those of you, I think, have you watched that? I have not. No, it okay. It is a docu series on the Formula One like racing like circuit that goes around the world. Oh, okay, and it, uh, it's four seasons now. The fourth season just came out. I haven't gotten that far yet. I'm in season two, but it's essentially like ten episodes, and it's like interviewing the drivers. It's interviewing uh, Formula One does like teams, so it's like Ferrari, Mercedes, uh, McLaren, yeah. stuff like that, and it's interviewing like those team leads and like some sponsors and like journalists who cover formula one and it's just really digging into like the sport, like what it takes to succeed, like the ins and outs of the cars. And it's like going, like breaking down race by race, like looking at the drivers, there's like their psyche stuff like that. And it's, it's a fascinating watch. Um, has me, me and my wife, we watched this last fall back when the circuit was still going. I watched like a race or two, not super into like, I don't think the actual sport yet. Who knows? I might be. Um, one day <laughs> but i do find the docuseries like incredibly like enthralling of just like them it's like this one guy he's talking about he has these two racers and one of them is succeeding extremely well and the other one just quite frankly like sucks ass but it's yeah, just like yeah. all of a sudden out of nowhere and they're just like he's just mentally blocked like he can't do it he doesn't have the instincts right now and like we don't know what to do we might have to just fire him kind of a thing like, okay. Like it's like extremely cutthroat. And there's another one he's talking about his other two drivers. He was like, this guy, instinctual driver. He knows and he has like the guts to like do what needs to be done. The other guy, very technical driver, can like ace like any like exam we would give ahead of him, like knows what to do. A coward though, can't do it. Like doesn't doesn't have the natural like ability and instinct to like succeed in the sport. We're gonna let him go. Yeah. And it's just like 
ruthless, but also it's, it's fascinating to see other teams that don't have as much money and are like pulling things together and like really working as like a family quote unquote, but you you get what I mean. And then there's like a whole other one where there's like this full, like foreign extra extradition, like going on with the owner of this one team of him essentially like committing like multiple amounts of like fraud and like other felonies. And they're basically like, yeah, this team's going to arbitration. Like, the the UK government's now taking over the team. He's been arrested and brought back to his like home soil. And you're like, what the heck? Like, who are these people? <laughs> yep, yep. Um, and so it, it's neat. It's neat. Um, it definitely pulls you mm-hmm. in. And then I'm also watching The Last Kingdom, which okay. is yeah. a sort of accurate retelling of how essentially England became England and its four mm-hmm. kingdoms of um wessex um britain uh mercia and northumbria formed england and kind of and it's it has like very like historic figures in it and like very like real not realistic but like these events happen kind of a thing but it follows a mythical figure sort of of a man named utrid who is a really, okay. who is actually like four or five different people spread out across like 200 years that they've now just pulled into like one central character for like this like 30 year timeline kind of a thing. It's probably like a B tier fantasy show or medieval like show, maybe. And we're back. I don't know. I don't know what happened. It just crashed. You were talking about the last kingdom. Yeah, good show. Again, like I said, um, on Netflix, it's a Netflix. On Netflix, show. okay. B minus. Um, it's a little takes itself a little too seriously. If that makes sense, but also goes full cheese at times oh, as well. I like cheese. So, but um, it's good. I like it. Um, it's a fun watch. It's a good watch, and uh, I recommend it. It, okay. it scratches the itch of that medieval like fantasy. Is there's nothing? There's some odd fantasy elements about it, which is interesting. Um, but uh, it's pretty grounded outside of that. But it's okay. Fun it's good. good deal. Yeah, it's good. Nice. Yeah, it's a fun show. That's a good way to describe okay. it. Okay, I recommend it if you like that stuff. Medieval Europe often is considered relatively fun. I've yeah. Heard. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, times. You know. Good deal. Yeah. But those uh, are my bits. What are your nice. bits? Um, so the big, I actually wanted to talk about it last week and we just didn't really have the time for it. Um, have you seen turning red yet? The Pixar movie? No. I okay. Oh, it took me a second to realize. No, I have not. I've heard about it. I've yeah. heard. <laughs> there, there are people who are big mad about it and there are people who love it. Yeah. So that that's the funny thing. So like turning red feels like one of these, like just sneak movies that just kind of like pops in. Like, cause I feel like there was a point in my life where every Pixar, every Disney movie, like I was aware of, like I knew it, right. I yeah. knew it was coming out. I was, I was here for it. And like turning red had like, I remember hearing a few times like during the like development of it, that it was a thing that would come out. Um, but then completely just kind of forgot about it until it was like a few days from release. Um, but it's a, it's a Pixar movie and it is about a Chinese American girl who effectively is going through puberty. I mean, that's kind of the thing she's, she's like middle school aged and there's a curse slash gift in her family that all of the women around that age, maybe a little bit older, maybe like the allegory for it is like when they get their period, essentially like that's kind of the, the thinking. Um, but they turn into giant bestial red pandas, like, um, and it's very, yeah, I mean, and it's very much a metaphor for, and that's where a lot of the controversy comes from. Like, I honestly didn't even know that there was any controversy around it until after I saw it. And because like, I mean, a number of Disney movies or what, you know, like you can kind of see the writing on the wall when you're watching and you can be like, Oh yeah, I imagine I I can imagine there's somebody who's frustrated with this, but like I watched and I was like, I was shook shooketh that there were any like 
naysayers about turning red. Um, just because, I mean, it was such a fun, like joyful movie. Like it just felt, yeah. it felt like a good Disney movie. It felt very feel good. It felt very heartfelt. Um, but yeah, I mean the core, it's an ironic thing because like the core issue that people had with it was like its depiction of puberty. You know, like right. partially like dealing with, oh, you know, it's a girl who's effectively like getting her period, but also too, like she's like not just she has a crush on boys, but like she's actively like sexualizing other boys. <laughs> um and it, but it, I mean, it's this very much thing where it's like, okay, she's 12, she's 13. Like, this is what kid, this, yeah, this, this is, is what thing. they do. This yeah. is their thing. And I think that that's a lot of the stuff is like, you know, I read an article where it was like, yeah, you have plenty of movies that depict this, that deal with these, but so many of them are so often like, are rated or yeah. not marketed towards kids. So it's a lot of adults who are essentially like reliving this point in their life. You right. don't like, there are so few pieces of media that like target this age that is also for kids. And like, and that's the thing is like, I mean, it's the same thing with, I don't know, like there's a, there's a whole argument to be said, but it's the same thing of like, if you talk about, if you tell kids about sex, they're going to get pregnant. Like, no, yeah. if you don't talk about it, they're going to get pregnant. <laughs> yeah. And, and like, it's that kind of, it's that idea that like, we need to shield our kids from everything. Like, and I agree, like it should, it should come from different, it, it should come from the right channels. But I mean, in my mind, like Disney for all of its weird stuff at different points with different controversies, like, I mean, if you can't trust Disney to tell you about puberty, who can you trust? Like, you have Fair. to, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, yeah. whenever point. it comes to big life lessons and big just, like, that kind of, like, I, the way that Disney movies, like, present complex things like depression and just, mm. I mean, general, like, really big things that are tough to talk about. They do it so well and so effectively because, like, they're teams of people, regardless of, like, Disney stands this way on... Because I know, like, Disney right now is, you know, kind of going through it with the whole don't say gay Ooh, bill. Yeah. But, like, the thing is, like, the people who create, they're, they are not Disney. Like, the people who create yeah. these films, who you know, write these scripts, create these stories, create these animations. Like they are, they are their own people and they are yeah. actively like trying to create and portray these things in ways that they feel are meaningful and effective. And I don't know, like I watched it and I am not, nor have I ever been a 12 to 13 year old Chinese American girl living. Well, I say Chinese American. She lives in Canada. So Chinese Canadian. Oh. Um, yeah, sorry. They're in Toronto. Um, Cool. Chinese Canadian um, girl. I've never turned into a red panda. I've never, I have no experience with it. Um, really? Yeah. <laughs> Believe it or not. Wow. Um, but like, I didn't feel, I didn't feel oust. Like, I didn't feel like I was watching and being like, what the hell is this? Like, I have no idea. I cannot connect with any, like I was watching it. And it just felt like it felt relatable. It felt like a family story. Like it didn't feel like it had to be, it has to be a white guy. It has to be about the plight of the white boy in white America. Like for me to really resonate with it. Like I, it just, it was a good movie and it was yeah. something where it was like, you know, if my daughter were older and she saw this movie and she had like, I, I would be more than happy for her to watch that movie and have those questions and go through whatever. Like, sure. Maybe it's, it's tough to kind of navigate that stuff, but I would much rather that then hide it forever and just pretend like puberty and periods and life is never going to happen. Um, what, what did you say? Me? <laughs> yes. You said, I still didn't say anything. you texted me. <laughs> you asked if I could open discord. Oh no, I, sorry. I, 
<laughs> I meant that for the link in like uh, a, if you couldn't open <laughs> Gmail. Uh, I was like, what are you? What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I was so confused. It's probably um, but no, uh, Turning Red, very good film. Um, I liked it a lot. Yeah, I I don't know. I just I'm I'm very I'm I'm tired of the whole like let's ban things we don't like and let's hide things that we don't like. Like they're legitimately problematic. Sure. Like let's, let's go that route. If they're going to like tell my daughter one day that she's going to be in puberty, then okay, fine. Like, yeah. (laughs) Okay. That's going to happen. If I'm not ready for it, then we'll, we just won't watch it, I guess. (laughs) Boo hoo. Like, but God, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I loved it. I thought it was a great movie. Um, you should watch it. Nice. You should you should see it. It's really good. Um, plus, it helps. Mm-hmm. I've really when I was a kid, I loved Red Pandas. Like Red Pandas super are cool. Super into Red Pandas when I was a kid. Um, the multiple zoos near us had Red Pandas, but like the zoo in Atlanta had like this whole yeah. like, multi-story habitat of like mm-hmm. a dozen Red Pandas. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Um, but Corey, yeah, I think that's I think that is roughly an episode. We had some had some hiccups, some technical difficulties in there, but we bounced back and we made we it to the back. end. Yeah. Yes, um, I finished my dinner, um, which was there great. Yeah, I'm off um, to have mine. Yeah, you got to have your uh, fancy pizza. bread pizza. Yeah, um, you might it's normal my, bread pizza. Yeah, yeah. Um, you might hear my daughter in the background now. I don't know. Um, if you do, hey, she's saying hey. Say hi. Um, yeah, say hi. <laughs> um, but Corey, uh, this week. Where can people find you on the internet? You can find me all the way over on Instagram at hash slinging thrasher or over on Twitter at stay thrashy. But always, always follow us over on Twitter at arcade underscore cozy. Yes, sir. Where can the people will find you, Chris. You can find me personally at four point pixel on Instagram at Swiss one Joe on Twitter. Um, also four point store still. Just rocking strong. We, got some, we have some really uh, neat designs. Oh my God. My daughter is chasing a cat through my house. <laughs> <laughs> it's adorable. Um, yeah. Um, the four point store. We have some new designs, um, some new cool stuff. Um, God. <laughs> Jesus. Um, we have some new cool stuff on the store. Um, you can check it out, but um as as usual, you can also find us at Arcade Cozy on Instagram. Um, Corey, this has been episode thirty three. Next 33. week, um, yeah, next week I want to hear more Elden Ring talk. I want you to be, I want you to be just the Elden Lord. Be, by then, you should be. Um, there are we'll what see. like a hundred? What? How many hours are there? In, there's like a hundred and sixty hours in a week. You can do it. You got it. Yeah, um, I just want sleep. Yeah, sleep um, for the week. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Also, I might try and play some Ghostwire Tokyo or something before then. Who knows? Um, yeah. Kirby, maybe. I don't know. Um, we'll have something. Yeah, we'll have something. But uh, until then, Corey, I hope you have a wonderful week. Yeah, you too, man. You have a great yeah, night. Yeah. Enjoy it and um, wish me luck in my journey in the lands between. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think you're gonna do. Think you're gonna do great. I think you're gonna yes take to it swimmingly like a big I old so. fish. Um, but Corey, so. yeah, uh, this has been Arcade Cozy. Life is hectic. Why should your hobbies be too? See y'all next week. Love you. Yeah, bye bye.